don't look back because the market is closed. Good Wednesday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Harrods here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. Hope you all have had a great day out there today. Not so much for our markets today, but it certainly wasn't all bad out there. But we did get another pause from our major indexes here. This now makes three down days in a row for tech and for the semis, which if you've been following us here for some time, it's not exactly what you want to see. In a new bull market like we're in, we like to see tech leading and semis leading tech. Now, we've seen the opposite of that the last few sessions where tech has been leading to the downside. But if you've been tuning in with us here for a while, you also know that we've been alerting to the fact over the last few weeks that our major indexes, especially tech and the semis, have been at extreme overbought on steroids. That's our highest designation for the VRA investing system readings here. Uh, So this is about when you would expect to see a pause, at least based off the VRA investing system. It's been a phenomenal move for the semis. Uh, We were just running numbers here earlier today. Let me me pull those up really fast. So since the October lows, the semis are up roughly 81%, even with the most recent pullback. And again, that's just over the last eight months or so. Uh, Our favorite recommendation has been SOXL up nearly 265% since that time. We think that move will continue. The overbought pauses are part of a healthy market. And what we really like that we've seen is that we've seen a rotation, uh, especially today, uh, into some of the value names. I'll get to that here in a minute. But overall, we see this overbought pause as the setup for another fantastic buying opportunity uh you know this market has been really been a runaway though so the way we've been acting here we could be off the races tomorrow but we'll wait until we get a buy signal from the vra investing system before we act so for our new listeners here just a bit of a recap we've been we called the bear market lows of october 13th we wrote about it in our october 14th update and began alerting to members that it was time to start buying aggressively uh you know, Kip has been at this a long time. He's called it one of the top three to five capitulation events of his career and has been proven to be exactly right over the last eight months. So, uh, again, a few weeks ago, we began alerting our members to these overbought conditions. So, again, if you're new, just kind of giving a bit of a recap here. But we said at the time that just because we're at overbought conditions does not mean that you have to sell your existing positions, but rather a time to hold off on new purchases until we get out of overbought territory. So here at the VRA, we're big believers in monthly dollar cost averaging into positions. So when I say hold off on putting on new positions, that's what I'm talking about, those monthly dollar cost averaging positions into your favorite names. Um, <clears throat> so for again, for new listeners here, we'll be sure to be reporting on it here on the podcast when we are out of these overbought conditions. Uh, And we'll also be talking about it on our our daily updates to members. So if you want to check that out, we have a 14-day free trial going on right now at VRAinsider.com. Come and give it a try completely risk-free to you. 
uh, because there's always somewhere to invest in a global marketplace like we have now and so many asset classes like we have now uh, including the most recent addition to our portfolio was bitcoin back into the vra portfolio i, I won't go into too much detail on it here um, but we have added it back now the chart has just continued to look impressive i'll touch on that here a little bit later in uh, the podcast as well. But again, check out our 14-day free trial at VRAinsider.com to get all of that information. So looking at today's action, there's little hesitation from the market with Jay Powell appearing before Congress today. Nothing out of the ordinary. This is the semi-annual monetary policy testimony that he does. You know, some good questions in there, some not-so-great questions in there. Um, But... Overall, nothing new was said in today's meeting that we haven't heard already. Uh, Maybe he answered some questions slightly differently, but really not a whole lot of new info here. Really the biggest thing, uh, I'll get back to the Fed stuff right after I say this, but the most interesting thing was his take on crypto. And he essentially said what Christine Lagarde said about a year ago, where she said that crypto we don't like it. We already have our, our Federal Reserve System, our uh, you know, our central bank system that we use. So Bitcoin and other cryptos would put me out of a job. That's essentially what she said. They would put her out of a job. Jay Powell echoed those statements today, you know, defending the Fed, saying, you know, we don't want to have these private currencies. You know, you need the Fed because we're credible. That he's really trying to sell the credibility factor. Uh, apparently, he hadn't been talking to anybody in you know regular America, no one outside of his elite DC circles, New York circles. Uh, you know, all of these people get together and talk. Uh, apparently, he hadn't spoken to any normal people though to know that the Fed, the shreds of credibility that they had, really are gone at this point. I don't know anybody who trusts the Fed anymore. But many people here still expecting at least one more rate hike from the Fed. Uh, Fed's talking about another 50 basis points worth of hikes for the rest of this year. But we'll say here, we're just simply not buying it. We continue to think that the Fed will pause from here. We've got some more inflation data coming up before their next Fed meeting, now about a month away. Um, But really... The Fed needs to pause here. We've said this for months now that each rate hike that the Fed does brings speeds up the timeline that they will have to cut rates because it speeds up the timeline that something's going to break. In 2006, it took about 18 months for something to break. In 2018, we had the December from hell. They didn't have to cut rates there, uh, but they did one year later because of coronavirus insanity, which who could have seen that coming? Uh, but, but it's funny because we were writing at the time that the Fed was going to have to cut rates soon. Uh, coincidence? Likely not. Uh, <clears throat> but so, again, kind of back to that point, the Fed should pause here simply because, it, you know, wait and see. Let's see what happens. Because if they do break something and they do have to flip and cut rates really quickly, that's not good for our markets. You know, it usually means a big event has happened like COVID or the economy has made a quick turn for the worse or something broke like we've seen in the past as well. Um, So we do continue to expect the Fed will have to cut rates sooner than they project. 
but we don't necessarily want that to be the case because it usually isn't very good for our markets. But you know, when it comes to the Fed, it is what it is, as much as I hate that saying, uh, but we'll have to react to it uh, as it comes here. But we, we, we're not buying it. We don't think the Fed is going to continue to raise rates. That said, let's look at our market action on the day-to-day. -day. Our major indexes did try to rally a few times today. We had the small caps going positive. We had the Dow trying to go positive, or did go positive a few times as well. But what we didn't like was tech lagging. But again, we are at those overbought conditions. And what made us really not mind this as much was the rotation into more value names here. That's just healthy bull market action. Today, our leaders were energy names, industrials, and housing, which has just been on an absolute tear. I'll get to that in our sector watch. But again, now with the NASDAQ, now at are pulling out or right at extreme overbought on steroids. This is the kind of rotation you want to see into unloved sectors because these other sectors like tech and the semis have already had massive move higher. So this pause might just be some profit taking and shifting. Uh, but overall, we see it as a healthy rotation of housing and the other value names weren't participating. We wouldn't say that here. So good to see those sectors continuing to move higher. But back to our major indexes, small caps led the way if you want to call it that did turn to finish positive at the close we got a bit of a weak smart money hour which we don't like to see uh kind of takes away some wind out of the sails of what i said earlier this market's been so red hot it could turn on a dime quickly that we would prefer to get out of overbought territory uh give us a give us some time to add to our positions here next up was the dow jones down three tenths of one percent to thirty three thousand nine hundred and fifty one i will point out that the transports managed to finish higher today as well so more to the value story there the value rotation and these rotations can be quick i'm not saying you know this is going to be value names leading for the next few months but it was good to see transports finish higher nonetheless next up the s p 500 down half a percent to 4,365. And finally, the NASDAQ down 1.2% to 13,502. And I'll quickly here cover the semis, which were down bigger, two, just over two and a quarter percent. I mean, we just hit 52 week highs two sessions ago, even though we finished lower on that session, but still 52 week highs two, two sessions ago. So no real big concerns here, despite finishing down two and a quarter today. I'll also point out the VIX continues to collapse here, down nearly 5% today. That is its lowest level since January of 2020. Now that may sound bad because March of 2020 is when coronavirus insanity really took off. The VIX took off as well. But in the years leading up to 2020, this would have been a fairly normal price. Yeah, there were ups and downs, it's the VIX. But as far as the baseline price goes, we saw much lower prices in this pre-2020, you know, sub 10 prices on the VIX. Um, so, you know, no concerns there per se, actually might not be a bad thing to see the VIX continuing to fall. Next up, looking at our internals on the day, we got a, a couple of positive readings from the NYSE, but it wasn't quite enough to finish positive on the day. We really finished mixed to negative, advancing stocks, beating out declining stocks on the NYSE, not big beats, but we'll take it. And then slightly negative uh, advanced to decline uh, issues for the NASDAQ. 
Next up, 52-week highs to lows continue to come in positive for the NYC with 92 stocks hitting 52-week highs to just 29 hitting 52-week lows. NASDAQ was slightly negative, but not by a lot. Lastly here, volume was negative across the board. No big two-to-one beats or anything, but negative for both the NYSE and the NASDAQ. Next up here, let's take a look at our sectors on the day today, where if you saw this, you might have thought you'd seen more green on the screen. We got six out of our 11 sectors finishing higher. Unfortunately, most of those names aren't the biggest weightings in our major indexes. You know, that is reserved for technology and communication services, consumer discretionary stocks, but those were our laggards on the day-to-day, -day. so it explains a lot of why we've seen our major indexes finish lower today. So after covering the laggards, let's go to our leaders here. Our leaders on the day, energy led the way higher, finishing a little bit off its highs of the day, but still a good day. Next up, utilities, industrials, and consumer staples. I will point out real estate finished lower on the day, but that's not what we're looking for. We're looking at the housing index, at home builders, which have just been in absolute beast mode. And so on a day like today, where you saw all of the major indexes down, some of our biggest sectors down, but housing still up, that speaks loudly to us right here because part of the VRA investing system is housing. We look at it as a primary VRA leading economic indicator. And today we saw fresh 52 week highs from the housing index, that's HGX, the home builders ETFs like ITB, and within that, the names as well Pulte Homes hitting a 52 week high, DR Horton hitting a 52 week high, Toll Brothers 52 week high, and Lennar just barely you know, finishing below its 52-week high from yesterday. So all of that said, as long as housing remains strong, we want to be long this market. We got some good housing data out this morning as well. I'll get a quick look at uh, the final the final numbers there. <clears throat> um, well, really, the, the I've lost my note on this. But the biggest thing today is housing inventories. And when inventories are low and, and demand is high like it is right now, it's a pretty simple story to see why housing has continued to move higher. Finally for today, our VRA Commodity Watch. Gold now down two-tenths of 1% to $1,943 an ounce. Silver down as well, bigger 2.3% to $22, excuse me, $22.70 an ounce. Copper now up on the day just over half a percent to $3.90 a pound and oil also catching a little bit of a bid today up 1.73% to $72.42 an ounce. Finally for today, Bitcoin. Big back-to-back -back days here. Now back above $30,000 of Bitcoin up 6.5% today or $1,800 of Bitcoin to $30,007 of Bitcoin. You know, big day yesterday, and what we really like to see from this group is the mining names participating here. Very similar to gold. We want to see the miners leading the commodity. Well, we're seeing that in crypto right now. Yesterday, the miners for crypto were up, were up really big, and that rally continued today as well. So good to see from the crypto group, and there's been so much bad news on this group over the last year or so, whether it's SEC investigations, 
F the FTX debacle, you know, but a lot of that is now behind Bitcoin and there's still so much demand here, so much love for this group. And we'll point out the chart has really improved also from its bear market lows of last year. So we are in a big uptrend there. We had started to see a shorter term downtrend on the chart from about mid-April. We just broke out of that downtrend channel as well. So we continue to see the next move as being higher here from Bitcoin. That's why we added it back to the VRA portfolio today as well. Folks, that is all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcasts every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com. Click the podcast link at the top, and we'd love to have you with us. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.